Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Money FM 89.3, good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka together with Xiaoul Raushan, and I'm in the mood, Raushan. I, I feel it. I feel the fever. I feel the sports fever. Uh, I was worried what mood you meant because it's a Friday and all, but it's good to know you <laughs> established it as the sports fever. Yeah, the Sea Games is in full flow and it's quite exciting because right now as sports fans, we're a bit spoiled for choice, right? You have football, you have local sports to support as well. Exciting. Yeah, uh, and I'm looking forward to watch sports like kickball, Kun Bokator. I have no idea what these are, but uh, we'll find out later on from our sports reporter who's on the line with us right now, uh, Deepan Raj Ganesan, all the way from Cambodia. How are you, sir? Hi, Elliot. Hi, Raushan. I'm doing good. Uh, enjoying the first few days of the SEA Games so far here. A bit disappointing that the greeting didn't come off in Cambodian from the <laughs> off the bat, right? But nonetheless, Deepan, it's great to have you with us all the way from Cambodia. Thanks for uh, joining us from the ground. Deepan, first things first, you've been there for about a week now. How are you enjoying the festivities in Cambodia? Yeah, I would say, you know, it's it's been really enjoyable so far. Um, you know, Cambodia, as you know, is hosting the SEA Games for the very first time. Uh, so I was actually looking forward to seeing, you know, what kind of uh, games they'll be hosting and and so far, the venues that I've been to, the people that I've met here, they've been very, very pleasant. Uh, the volunteers here especially are so, so helpful. Uh, the venues itself, I, I think they have been really good. I've been to at least two football stadiums. Mm. Um, one, one, of course, being the National Olympic Stadium. Uh, which just to give you a, a context, you know, about one and a half years ago, it was being used as a holding area for COVID patients, basically mm. a temporary hospital. And then there it was um, earlier this week being used for Cambodia national team's uh, first game of the SEA Games um, where they were playing against the Philippines. And it was a 50,000 capacity stadium almost filled to the brim. Cambodians rejoicing uh, at their team's win. So, you know, it really shows you what sports can do. Uh, Cambodians are out in full force as you would know that, you know, the events here are free for, for all Cambodians uh, to, to attend. Uh, no no ticket fees for them to pay. So they are really, really reveling in, in the joy here. And, and as, a, as a reporter, as a spectator, I, I love to see uh, people really enjoying and rooting for their country. How's Even the makan? Ah? makan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say that, you know, I was dreading what kind of food they will have here. But you know what? It's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. I, it's, it's like Thai and, and Vietnamese mixed kind of food. Uh, no complaints at all but about the food. A man of many talents, Deepan Raj Garrington, sports reporter as well as a bit of a food reporter as well. Deepan, now one thing that caught my eye in that uh, introduction about Cambodia is the tickets are free for all Cambodians to attend, right? I think that's brilliant, right? Because as we try and move on from this pandemic, they're trying to bring a bit of joy through sport and it's excellent to know. Now, above and beyond Cambodian sports, we obviously want to talk about the Singaporean angle. How much have you enjoyed covering Team Singapore in the opening week at Cambodia? I think it can only get better on that in that aspect because... Uh, I, I've been covering the men's football team quite closely. Uh, and of course, in the first two matches, uh, predictably, you know, we, we did go down to, to Thailand and Vietnam. Of course, two of the better teams uh, in this region. Um, but, you know, I think, I think Singapore football is at, is at its uh, a current status where you can't really expect too much from this current team. Uh, you would expect them to, to fight. And I think they did that. But uh, results-wise, it's been disappointing uh, but you know what? I think um, in the games ahead, I think it's something that we can look forward to. Laos and Malaysia, perhaps maybe two teams that we can fare better against. Uh, 
Uh, and also for the women's football team, I thought they did uh, reasonably well in the opening game against Thailand. A 4-0 loss, but of course, you have to remember this is a Thailand team uh, that has been to the last two editions of the World Cup. Uh, but the next two games for the women's team are crucial uh, against Cambodia and Laos. And if they are able to win both games or get good results from both games, it's a historic birth in a semi-final awaiting them. So that's something to, to follow really closely. Uh, and besides that, you know, I just want to share about about my favourite moment from the first few days of the SEA Games so far. And that actually uh, arrived in Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, this, this was actually not involving a Singaporean, I must say, first. Uh, so the storyline here is interesting because uh, it, it's the women's 52 kg ni waza nogi discipline. So uh, what actually happened here was that there was an odds-on favorite in this competition, and that's Cambodia's Jessa Khan. Uh, she's American-born. Uh, you could see and hear that the home crowd was right behind her because uh, this is a day before the opening ceremony, and you know they want Cambodian to, of course, get a, a gold medal, right? And and just uh, uh, going back to 2019 SEA Games in the Philippines, uh, the home favourite at that time was a Filipino fighter by the name of Kyla Napolis. So, this time around, uh, it was again Kyla Napolis against Jessa Khan. What Jessa Khan did in 2019 was she upset the home favourite who was a Filipino. So, she won the gold medal in Philippines. Guess what happened this time? The tables turned. It was a Philippines fighter who actually got the goal yesterday in Cambodia to upset Jessica. So, you know, this this is what sports is all about. You know, it, it's it's full of storylines. It's full of joy. It's full of tears. Uh, and that's what happened yesterday. It's also a bit about patience, isn't it, uh, Deep? Uh, and, and the reason I bring that up is because I was quite surprised to see that Singapore was sending a jiu-jitsu team. Yes, granted, we didn't do so well. Uh, Singapore has also sent a boxing team. One of the coaches there is is my own boxing coach. Uh, Singapore Boxing building somewhat a working committee since late last year to improve the standards. Uh, we are also, you know, watching out for Sheikh Farhan uh, as well. Where where does Singapore stand on this martial arts front? It's it's a little bit more than popular culture these days. Yeah, I think it's something that's been improving. Uh, I mean, I mean, when, when you look at certain sports, I think what you really need are really leading figures. Uh, I think in in, in sports like Silat, we we do have that. Uh, of course, with Sheikh Alauddin's sons, uh, doing really well. Uh, but I think for, for boxing itself, I think if you actually read more into it, uh, I think people like Hanurudin, I think they have done really well. I, if, if, if I'm not wrong, I think this is this eight C games uh, and it's likely to be his final one. So uh, they've given a lot a lot for, for their respective sports. Um, in boxing as well, there's uh, Danish Husli, who's of course making his debut. Um, and I think there are all these interesting profiles to follow on, on, on these leading figures. Even in Jiu-Jitsu, I think... We do have Noah Noah Lim, who is the defending gold medalist uh, in his division. Uh, he's actually defending his gold medal in the 69kg Wazagi uh, category. Uh, he's a fantastic speaker. You know, I think if he does well again, gets another gold medal this time around, and then maybe you know he, he puts himself into the spotlight, more people will know about the sport. Uh, and that's what I always tell athletes like him and, and the respective NSAs. You know, push your athlete to the forefront, you know. It's not just about winning gold medals. You've got to tell the story. You've got to be convincing in telling your story. And you've got to, you know, convince people, inspire other people to look at your sport. Uh, and that's how you can move forward as, as one uh, sport, be it is jiu-jitsu or, or boxing. 
Yeah, it's all about creating idols, creating heroes in that sense, right? Now, Deepan, again, I want to stick to Team Singapore because I picked up on this excellent article that was written by you and David. In terms of a medals target, it seems like Singapore has set a modest target, I shall say, of 50 gold medals. I want to understand, in terms of you being on the ground, speaking to some of these Team Singapore athletes, what's the sense on the ground? How are they feeling? How confident are they feeling? And you featured uh, Edwin Tong as well in your article. Yeah, I, I think, uh, so first and foremost, the, the 50 gold medal target uh, is something that the Straits Times actually has, has predicted. Um, and, and, and it's hard to actually get a, a sensing from most NSAs or, or most athletes. I think in Singapore, I think the culture is that we are a bit more guarded. Uh, you know, when we go out for competitions, we won't say, oh yes, uh, you know, we're going to win it. It's more like uh, you hear words like we trust the process and uh, where you take one game at a time more than anything else. Uh, so it's, it's a bit hard to to you know gauge targets, but I think Team Singapore is confident of of a good showing. Uh, I think that you you have to realize that this is a year where there's Asian Games ahead, and and of course the Olympics on the horizon. I think ev- everyone who is looking to qualify for the Olympics will be you know at their best, you know try to really uh, get a, a qualifying done uh, well ahead of time. And also, I think this is a, a new beginning for a lot of the debutants who are participating in these games. It's a time for them to really step up and you know really make a name for themselves. Um, we will see a lot of the officials. Of course, I think uh, Mr. Edwin Tong will be here as well. Uh, and I think they will have a really good support system in, in, in place here in uh, Cambodia. Deepin, what I love about these SEA Games is that they've got these interesting sports that are on uh, showcase. Kun Bokator, I have no idea what that is, uh, Teak Ball, but it really uh, drives into other ancient sports, other, how should I say, cultural aspects of sports. <laughs> Has any of these events uh, caught your eye yet, or, or should we watch out for them? Yeah, I actually uh, was watching Kun Bokator for a bit uh, <laughs> earlier yesterday because it was just beside the Jiu-Jitsu venue, so I just wanted to look inside and see what's really going on. So uh, it's, it's actually a martial art-based uh, kind of uh, uh, sport. Um, I believe it's steeped in history. I mean, I, I was reading a bit earlier yesterday and, and it was something about how the Khmer Empire uh, had this more than 1,000 thousand years ago. Um, mm. I, I think it's nice to see. I mean, at the end of the day, I think you look at SEA Games and you look at just Southeast Asia in general, we, we have a lot of culture. Uh, it's something that, that we should be proud of. Um, even even sports like Kun Bokato, even if it sounds weird, I think we should find out more about it. Even stuff like tech ball, it's not really uh Asian thing, but uh yeah. it's it's combination of uh takral and, and table tennis. Uh, we we should embrace it. You know, I, I think it's it's good to see all these new sports coming. I don't I know some people will be cynical about you know how sports like Kun Kun Bokato being included means Cambodia has a better chance of of gaining more gold medal. Look, I'm not. I'm not saying that's not true, but uh, I think there's more behind it. I think there's more that we can learn, more that we can know about history, culture, and these sports allow us to do that. Yeah, I'm quite excited about tech ball. Quite honestly, I don't know if I'll be very good at it, but takro and football <laughs> seems like a good combination to go along. Now, Deepan, you've talked about the interesting sport. Shall we say what can we look forward to heading into this weekend, where hopefully people tune in to the Sea Games in full flow? Yeah. So, like I mentioned earlier, I think. Uh, women's football side of things, it, it's an interesting one to follow uh, simply because, you know, it's history at stake. Uh, we could do well against Cambodia and Laos and, and gain uh, qualification into the semi-finals, which has never been done before. Uh, and, and then, of course, in swimming. Swimming is always 
uh, a gold medal haul for us and and that starts as soon as tomorrow on Saturday and and that's something to look forward to with the 100 meter backstroke 100 meter free uh, on on the first day itself uh, and of course not forgetting the likes of Shanti Pereira and So Ryong uh, can they do it can can Shanti do that unprecedented double uh, goal in 100 meter and 200 meter that's something to look forward to So Ryong I know I know he'll have his haters watching him as closely as the people who want him to do well uh, I want him to do well hope he does well for for singapore uh so a lot lots to look forward to i'm i'm personally like i said looking forward to noah lim uh defending his gold medal um we can talk about all these famous sports or, or, or more known sports like swimming and athletics but it's really the smaller ones the ones that haven't really been in the limelight who you really root for so noah lim is really someone i hope defends his gold medal all right then, uh, and if you can't catch the games, make sure you head over to straightstimes.com. Our reporters are there giving us results. Hey, don't just support our athletes, support the reporters on the ground, getting the results for us, keeping us up to date on everything that's happening. In particular, support our good friend Deepan Rajkanasan, Straits Times sports reporter. Deep, thank you so much for your time. Take care and enjoy the games, yeah? Thank you, guys. Take care. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.